You're listening to Sacks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Sacks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SacksInTheBasement.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome down to Socks in the Basement. My name is Chris Lanuti. I'm one half of the team that brings you the podcast for fans, by fans, and comes to you each and every week in a 30 minutes of good format. But ever since everything went haywire back in March and Major League Baseball shut down, we've been giving you, since opening day, the 2020 White Sox season, simulated each and every game as it goes using MLB The Show 20 and proudly sponsored by Cork and Carey at the Park. Located at 33rd in Princeton, they're open now. They're able to do a lot with those big giant windows they can open up and the outside seating. Go on over there right now, get an award-winning burger, go get yourself some wings, some wraps, some amazing ballpark food. Sit out there in the shadow of Guaranteed Rate Field and listen to Socks in the Basement bring you one of these simulated broadcasts. Lose yourself for a moment. In a summer that feels like it's lost, we're trying to give you something good. And remember, you can also order food from Cork and Carry direct through Grubhub or at Cork and Carry at thepark.com. Things are starting to look good. If only these players and owners could get together. Until then, we've got White Sox baseball for you. Currently on a seven-game winning streak, 40-24, and 24, two and a half back from the Minnesota Twins. Unfortunately, Saturday's game was canceled, so it will be replayed on the scheduled day off of Monday. Game two is the game that would have happened anyway. It's Sunday with Reynaldo Lopez, yesterday's starter, now pitching today against Daniel Norris. Norris is 0-7 with a 5.17 ERA. Lopez, 3-3 with a 4.01. It's time for White Sox baseball. We head out to the rate on Sox in the Basement, the podcast for fans, by fans, and found everywhere podcasts can be found. And always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Let's go. Guaranteed rate field south side of Chicago. A beautiful Sunday afternoon. And the 40-24 and 24 White Sox hosting the 22-41 and 41 Detroit Tigers after a postponement yesterday. We're back with White Sox baseball. The third game will be played tomorrow on Monday afternoon. So these teams can get on their respective planes. Reynaldo Lopez gets the start for the Sox today. 12 starts, 3-3 three and three record, 4.01 ERA, 67 and a third innings. He's given up 53 hits and 30 walks. It's a 1.23 whip, 53 strikeouts as well. He has had a very solid season to date. Everybody has their bumps in the road, but if somebody told me he was going to have a whip closer to 1.20 than 1.30, I would have hugged and kissed you immediately, coronavirus or not. Victor Reyes, the lefty, comes to the plate in the first pitch, ripped deep out in the right center field. Right after I sing his praises, a ball almost hits the concourse. Reyes hits a bomb 446 feet directly out of here on pitch number one. And the Tigers lead one to nothing, an inauspicious start to this game. So Lopez spots the Tigers a run immediately. Now the second pitch is a ball outside. Sacks trailing one to nothing after one pitch here, but it's a long ball game. We'll take a look around the infield and the outfield after this pitch and start to tell you who's playing today. Again, not how you want to start it. Next pitch, a strike down the middle, 1-1 one one to Castro. Mike Fillmore is your home plate umpire. Behind the plate for the Sox today 
is James McCann. First base is Abreu. Second, Danny Mendick. He's been playing the last couple of days and doing very well. Short is Anderson. Third, Moncada. Left field is Leori Garcia today. Jimenez has been struggling. He gets a day off even after the rainout yesterday. Center field, Luis Robert. In right field, Adam Engel. As Castro lifts us down the first base line and hooks foul into the stands. First row there, near the pole. Two and two the count. The pitch from Lopez. Swung on and chopped back to the pitcher. Lopez over to first. Abreu puts it away and there's one gone. Sometimes you get a batter. He's like the leadoff guy. He's got all day to think about this. And it might have been, you know what? I'm closing my eyes and swinging as hard as I can. I'm going to guess fastball right down the middle first pitch. And that's exactly what Ray Lowe threw. And good guess. It's like playing rock, paper, scissors and hitting it. It's actually even better than that. But he put one out. We're down one nothing. but there's a whole game to play here. Miguel Cabrera comes up hitting 258. The pitch on the way. Low and inside for a ball. 1-0 the count. He's got a career wins above replacement of 68.1. It's a high four-seam fastball sent down into left field. And foul. 1-1 the count. Next one lifted in the right angle, heading towards the line, will make the catch on the run. Jonathan Shute, the number four hitter in this lineup, comes up hitting 256 with 13 bombs. The second baseman comes up with two outs here on the top of the first. A strike down the middle on a four-seamer, 0-1 the count. He's second on the Tigers with 31 RBI. A beautiful Sunday afternoon, a family Sunday. The White Sox wearing the 83 jerseys. I know they're like the whole 80s, but it's easier to just refer to them as the 83 jerseys because they won the division that year. If you listen to my father, especially when he was talking to Ron Kittle on this show when we were live over at Cork and Carey at the park at the end of last season for one of our live shows over there with Kitty, as this is swung on and missed for strike three in the end, it is over. They should have won that series against the Orioles. There were a lot of things that went into it. Victor Reyes, first pitch, a big bomb. Midway through the first, we're trailing by one with the Sox coming up for the first time. Daniel Norris, 12 starts and he's 0-7. He's got an ERA of 5.17, 62 and two-thirds innings with 76 hits and 18 walks. It's a 1.50 whip. He's also struck out 55, but he puts on a runner and a half every inning. And that's why I say don't worry about that first pitch home run. There's a lot of ball to be played. The number four batting average in all of the American League goes to last year's batting champ, Tim Anderson, at this point. 336 with five homers and 33 RBIs. He's getting on base at a 367 clip. So not taking a lot of walks when you think about the fact that he's only about 30-some points, actually 31 points higher his OBP is to his average. So the man... Does not walk very often. Takes a pitch high, 1-0 the count. Tigers in last place in the Central, 22-41, nearly the inverse of the White Sox record right now. Outside slider, 2-0 to Anderson. Norris, the lefty, facing a lineup without Jimenez today and Grandal. As this one is sent out in the right field, tailing back towards the wall, it is caught as the right fielder bounces off the Goose Island fence out there. Some fans giving them the business. Others can't even see over those stupid screens they have in front of them. 
I miss when you could just stand down there, right? I've sat in those seats before. Let's be honest about those seats as Leary Garcia comes up hitting 277. He'll be batting from the right side. He's got five homers on the season so far. You know, the problem is, and I, I got complimentary seating down there opening weekend of the 2019 season. Goose Island section is awesome. Everything about it is great, except for the premier seating that's down at field level in the first two rows above the field as this one's looped down the third baseline foul, one and one to count. You sit there and it's like, oh, cushioned seats and a TV screen. But the screen is straight up and down. It really should be laying flat on the table for you to look down and see replays because you find yourself just staring at the screen. Plus, I'm not a tiny guy, but you need to be about six foot four to get a good view over the top of the screen. And then you're looking through a fence. So you're looking through a fence, peering over the top of a screen to watch an entire ball game. You can't even really sit back in the cushioned chairs. So I just feel like it's a poor design. I like a lot about the ballpark. I don't like those. Dad and I were given those complimentary. We moved back to our seats one inning later. And the only reason it wasn't a half inning later is because we were waiting on beers. Abreu's hitting 270 after a base hit by Larry Garcia. Looped one over second base right there. He comes into play with a runner on. Immediately fouls one off. 0-1 the count. 11 homers, 43 RBI. I think they need a redesign out there is what I'm saying for those seats. In this simulation, they don't exist, and it just looks so much better with folks standing out there. I remember when they used to get to stand out there. It was cooler. Seats are neat, but it's a fence. You're not getting a clear view. So why not let them stand out there? It was one of the cooler things you could do at the ballpark. You could spend nine innings just standing out there, chit-chatting with your friends in a huddle, and you're not in anybody's way. Now you can only do that in the concourse, I guess. Two and one the count. This one's back up the middle. Possible double play ball. Flip over to second. Almost broken up. It is broken up. Nice job by Garcia. Second baseman Shoop cut him off. He went around him. Took a direct line to the bag. Takes out. The play is short. It's a weak throw over. And Abreu beats the throw. So it's a fielder's choice. And Mankata gets the hit with one on here in the bottom of the first, hitting 333. We talk about Anderson right now. Mankata's hot on his heels. He's also on the top 10 list for batting average in the American League. He's doing it in the fourth spot. He has been steady in the right-handed batter's box today. 0-1 the count to him. Swung on and ripped back up the middle line drive and picked out of the air on a snow cone catch by Shoup. On the run. That would have first and thirded him. Instead, after one, it's one nothing Tigers. Cameron Mabins, the center fielder for the Tigers. He's hitting 275. 11 home runs and 33 RBI. Mabin was held in check in the first game of this series. Batting fifth in the lineup, Lopez into the wind, the pitch on the way. Low and inside, a ball, 1-0. He's picked up as a free agent this offseason by Detroit. He's one of those guys that the Sox could have gone and gotten if they weren't going to have Roberts signed and ready for opening day in center. Ground ball over to second. Mendick fields it over to Abreu for the 4-3 putout. One gone here in the top of the second. 
Sacks have been very good about the idea of getting some of this young talent that they know they're invested in already and saying, we believe in them, lock them in. Don't worry about the service time, let's get them up. The only criticism I have so far is that I thought Madrigal, the service time thing, wasn't worth not getting him some experience. And if you weren't going to give him experience, as Romine, the catcher, puts this one right up the middle, a seeing eye single in between Lopez's legs and just out of the reach of a diving Anderson in the center field. And that's a base hit. If you were not going to bring up Mandrigal, but you bring up Mendick in September, why were you giving so many at-bats and so much playing time to a guy in Yomer Sanchez that clearly wasn't going to be part of the team going forward? You didn't even tender him in arbitration. Fly out into left field to Larry Garcia on the first pitch there, and there's two gone in the top of the second. Nico Goodrum batting eighth. He's a left-handed hitter. We did not see him the other night in game one. Hitting 221. Two outs, top of the second inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled back. 0-1 the count. He's 5 for 23 against Lopez Lifetime. High four seamer. Misses 1-1 the count. One on, two out. Change up low below the knees, two and one the count. The other night we couldn't understand the strike zone. Tonight it looks very tight so far. It's a strike on the outside corner, a slider, two and two. Very solid strike zone early on for both pitchers. In the dirty, swung and missed. Throw down the first from McCann. Finishes off the strikeout and the drop third. Through two. One mistake pitch, the first one of the game is the only reason why Detroit leads 1-0 going into the bottom of the second. Lopez threw two, now the White Sox starting off their second inning at the plate. 263 average for Edwin Encarnacion with 15 home runs and 34 RBIs. Tapped out at 270 a few days ago. It's about the highest he's hit all year. First pitch, four-seam fastball, high and tight for a ball. He's four for nine with a double lifetime against Norris. The 1-0 pitch, low changeup, 2-0. Beautiful day out there. The flags are fluttering lightly from left to right, but I've seen them swirl at some points going out, some points almost coming straight in. As a four-seamer, line drive down the third base line goes foul. Two and one the count. Took Norris 15 pitches in the first inning, so he's cruising right now. And a changeup is fouled back, two and two. Edwin awaits the next offering. Swung on and driven deep down the third base line, but definitely foul into the stands. 2-2 count, again. Now ripped out to the left center field gap. Get down, it will not. A diving play by Maben near the warning track coming straight across. He lays out for that one and makes a spectacular play. That's one gone, and here comes James McCann hitting 329, coming off the bench as a catcher. He's been getting himself a little bit more playing time. There was a point where Grandal was red hot, and you got him in as many times as you can, but now I think the White Sox are noticing that he's a little bit better from the left than the right, and if he's due a day off, you could get McCann in for a game every series or at least one out of every four games and get him in there against a lefty 
where he's starting to really take off. Deep fly, left field, way back. That ball is gone. James McCann crushes it, 477 feet. Out of here at 111.2 miles per hour. That ball was tattooed. Absolutely crushed. The fireworks go off, the fans on their feet, the game tied. An absolute bomb out in the left field, a no-doubter. It was one of those ones where you hit it and everybody gets up at the crack of the bat. 477 out in the left field, two-thirds of the way up to the concourse. That ball hit further than the monster shot off of Lopez. So the big hits coming off the bats today here on the south side for each team they have won. And with one out in the bottom of the second inning, we got a tie ball game and Adam Engel to the plate hitting 292. Fans still on their feet as he fouls off a four-seamer 0-1 the count. He's one for seven lifetime with three strikeouts against Norris. Wow, that was a big hit. McCann, ever the pro, just hits it, took two steps, dropped the bat as he ran down the first baseline. Now Angle strikes out on three pitches right away, swung at all three of them. First strikeout of the game. It's interesting with Adam Engel right now at the plate. First of all, the 292 average doesn't seem to be a fluke, at least early on. He's been hitting up around 300 all year. Danny Mendick comes to the plate hitting 256 with four homers and 15 RBIs. He's also increased his power this year just by a little bit. He does very well against lefties, but then sometimes he comes up and he just looks atrocious. Definitely a different approach. It's paying off overall. But he has a lot of three-pitch strikeouts as well as now Mendick is 0-2 in the count on the first two pitches he swings and misses. He's hitting 368 over his last seven games that he's played in. And that's why he's in for the third straight day that the Sox have played ball. An outside corner check swing. They're going to say he went around. Mendick doesn't think he did, but that's strike three. So it took six pitches to get the next two outs after a big fly ball deep out into the stands. Hit by... James McCann, and after two, it's tied up at one. On the close-up replay of the home run at the end of the inning, it was much clearer that that ball went further than I even described. It landed two rows away from the concourse. Meanwhile, White Sox pitching, leading the American League in ERA whip at opponent average. Fifth lowest home runs allowed, first in strikeouts, ninth least amount of walks in the American League. Sox have... An incredible staff from top to bottom when you look at the relievers of the starters with those numbers that they're putting up. And that was one of the big questions coming into the season. And when you think about the fact that Kopech can't break into the starting rotation the way that it's pitching, the amazing season so far from Gio Gonzalez, the resurgence of Reynaldo Lopez, and even after Giolito has a rough start the way he has powered back over the last few starts and started to turn into Lucas Giolito, Sprinkle in some Dallas Keuchel and Dylan Cease figuring it out and going deeper in the games. This team is dangerous coming out of a rebuild. I don't know what this season will bring, but 2021, 2022, 2023, I think we're ready for something special. This one now lifted deep out in the right field. Every time I say something good about pitching, Lopez gives up a home run. Halfway up, 423. 
in the Goose Island section. A solo shot. Lopez throws his hat on the ground. Candelario hitting 204, hits his eighth home run of the season out of the ninth spot in the order. Touches the plate, it's 2-1 Tigers. It's a home run hitting contest right now with three solo shots. And the Tigers answering back right away here in the top of the third. After McCann's home run, that got out of here at 103 miles per hour. In the family waterproofing solutions third inning. Details coming up here halfway through this inning at the midway point as Reyes lays down a bunt now and he surprises everybody. Lopez can't get him at first base, so he hits the big bomb. He comes up on the next one and the first pitch he lays down a bunt single. Tigers came to play today. Harold Castro's up the lefty now with a runner with good speed over at first. He takes a longer lead and an even longer lead but doesn't go. Want to know the count. He's daring the White Sox to try to check him. Big lead at first again. The pitch on the way, pitch out. Sacks now paying attention, but 2-0 the count. Castro's hitting 370 over his last seven games. That's 10 for 27. Pickoff attempt over at first. Almost got him there. He's really far off the bag. It's not a normal lead. Sacks keeping track. Now the pitch. Strike down the middle, 2-1 and one the count. Family Waterproofing Solutions is veteran-owned, female-owned, and family-owned. And a portion of the proceeds go to first responders and veteran organizations. They also have great socks in the basement deals. There's a steal attempt, but it's popped up into center field. Runner's going to have to retreat as Roberts underneath it. One gone here in the top of the third. And now Miggy Cabrera comes up 0 for 1 with a fly on the first. They've got Sox in the basement deals. Ask them about it. Remember, they can video conference with you if you desire or even work off of pictures and a phone call if you want them to diagnose it without any contact with you or your family. And even when they come and do the job or come in and do the estimate in person, they have already sat down and worked out the safest way to do it for you. Get that problem fixed in a month that's expected to be wet here in Chicago. Plus, look at the sump pump. I'm going to tell you something. I went on a family vacation in the summer one time. That one's fouled off at its 0-2. And I thought everything was in working order. Came back, I had all kinds of water. Just because it rained for a few days on the vacation. And the pump died on me. They'll check it. They'll advise you. They'll install a new one. They'll give you options. They have financing, like I said, midway through the third. Details on family waterproofing solutions. Servicing almost all of northern Illinois and Northwest Indiana. Fly out in the right field, angle underneath a can of corners, two gone. Here in the top of the third, runner remains at first, and Shoop now comes up 0 for 1 with a strikeout in the first inning. A big solo shot by the leadoff hitter for the Tigers on the first pitch of the game. McCann hits a solo shot with one out in the bottom of the second. And then immediately, the leadoff batter in the top of the third hits a solo home run off of Lopez. And we're 2-1, to one, trailing right now against Detroit. And that pitch is outside, 2-0 the count to shoot. Top of the third inning. Lopez the righty, takes the sign. Throws a strike down the middle, 2-1 the count. Lopez about to throw his 40th pitch of the game. 
here with two outs and a 2-1 count in the top of the third. Swung on and missed. Two and two, the count is even on a curveball tailing away. The next offering, outside pitch slider, three and two, the count is full with Maven on deck. Lopez wants to get him right now and finish off this inning. Here it comes. He does not reach for an outside four-seamer. It was a ball. It was borderline. Coop's going to come out and talk with his pitcher because he wants to know why he let him off the hook. They were all over Shoop there, and now you got to face another batter, and Maben is a pretty good hitter. He's got 11 home runs and 34 RBI. he got two runners on now with two outs in the top of the third, and Coop just wants to make sure that his pitcher and catcher are on the same page. Check that. 33 runs batted in for Maben. He's 0 for 1 with a ground out in the second. Lopez has already given up two solo home runs in trouble now with a runner in scoring position and two outs in the top of the third. Shoop at first and Reyes with a lot of speed over at second. A single likely scores him unless it is very shallow. First pitch, a ball outside, 1-0. Goes back outside again, 2-0, and that's not good. Raylo has had incredible games, decent games, games where everything's going well and the wheels come off. Overall, been a very good fifth starter. Ripped down the third baseline foul, 2-1 the count. Sox on a seven-game win streak. 22 pitches so far in this inning for the Sox starter. Sent down the third baseline, foul ball. Mankata got it behind the bag, but it crossed before he got to it. Count is even at two. Next pitch swung on and missed. He got him on a 97-mile-an-hour fastball right down the middle. Maven went low and swung under it. The solo home run is all the Tigers get, but they still lead midway through the third, 2-1. to one. Now listen to this message from our friends at Family Waterproofing Solutions. Foundation issues not properly handled can be costly. Family Waterproofing Solutions is owned by Ken, a veteran of the United States Marines, and his wife Maria making them a veteran-owned business and a female-owned business that will diagnose and repair wet or leaky basements. And while they're located on the sock side, Family Waterproofing services the entire Chicagoland area and Northwest Indiana. And now after taking time off to ensure they can do things safely and securely for you, Family Waterproofing is back in business and doing jobs. Plus part of the proceeds for every job that they do are donated to veteran and first responder organizations to support our frontline defenders. And currently, Socks in the Basement listeners have access to special pricing when they contact Family Waterproofing Solutions now, 708-330-4466, or visit them today at FamilyBasementWaterproofing.com. Bottom of the third inning, Luis Roberts finally getting up to the plate. He's been up at the top of the order the last few days. Slides back down to the ninth spot for this game, hitting 222. And a low outside fastball catches the corner, 0-1 the count. Norris working quickly, throws another one low. They're going to call it a ball. It's basically the same spot, maybe a little bit lower. The 1-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and popped back into the stands, 1-2. Yankees trailing Tampa Bay, 5-4 right now. Kansas City leading Cleveland 3-0. Outside pitch misses, 2-2 two two to count. The next offering, outside for Seamer, 3-2 the count with Anderson on deck. 
Average of 335 with five homers and 33 ribbies. Be nice to get some speed on right away here from Robert. Takes a strike on the inside corner at the knees. It was a strike. Couldn't pull the trigger. Third strikeout for Norris. And T.A. comes up 0 for 1 with a fly out in the first. The kick in the pitch from Norris. Outside four seamer called a strike. On a check swing. 2 for 12 is Anderson against Norris. Lifetime. Now an inside slider almost hits him 1 and 1. Curled in right behind his thigh there. Anderson didn't even move. 1-1 pitch on the way. Swung on and fouled off on an inside and high four-seamer that jammed him down the first baseline that goes. The 1-2 pitch from Norris working quickly. Throws it low in at the feet. 2-2. Two two. Norris so far very effective for a guy that puts out a runner and a half every inning. Throws this one inside. 3-2 and two the count with Garcia standing on deck. Leary had a base knock his first time up. Beautiful day here on the south side of Chicago. Swung on and popped out into center field. Can of corn. There's two gone here in the bottom of the third. Remember, you can put the earbuds in or just go over there and tell them at Cork and Carry at the Park. Throw on the ball game on Socks of the Basement. They will. Sit down and listen to a ball game. Enjoy the weather in the shadow of the ballpark as we wait for baseball to resume and I hope it's sooner rather than later although these guys are not putting a lot of confidence in me with their bickering. Larry Garcia comes up takes a strike on the outside corner. He's 4 for 12 now lifetime against Norris. He's 0-1 in the count here with two outs in the bottom of the third. Pitch number 44 for the Tigers pitcher is an outside for Seamer. There's also high 1-1 the count. Next offering sent down the third baseline, a chopper. That's foul, one and two. The one-two pitch on the way. Swung on and sent in the air down the first baseline into the crowd. One and two. The count remains. Two outs, bottom of the third. Sox trailing two to one. Norris into the wind. Line drive, one hopped over to third, over to first, and the inning is over. Sox trail 2-1 after three. So far, Norris is doing a lot better than his stats indicate for the Tigers. The guy's 0-7. He puts on a runner and a half a game. Gave up a solo home run to McCann. Sox also got a hit in the first inning. And that's pretty much it. So, Norris having his best start of the season. Lopez has given up two solo shots. It's 2-1. We're here in the top of the fourth inning, and Austin Romine, the catcher, one for one with a single up the middle, hitting 225 with five homers, stands in. Sox were able to run on him like crazy in the last game. Stole more bases in that game than they had in any other game, any other single game this season, as he fouls that one off down the third baseline on the ground. The 0-1 pitch on the way, swung on and fouled off down the first baseline, quickly 0-2. Lopez enters the inning. The top of the fourth here. He had 47 pitches. First two go for strikes now. Pitch number 50 on the way. Swung on and missed. He struck him out. He went low and inside out of the zone. Romine reached for it. Meanwhile, looking down in the minor leagues, Chelsea Cuthbert continues to rip it up. 
500 over his last 10 games. Every time you look down there, he's doing good. And Mike Rodolfo, 455 average with a home run and five RBI in his last 10 games. Christian Stewart's 0 for 1. Stands in the left-handed batter's box. Takes a four-seamer down the middle for a strike. 0 and 1 the count. The 0 1 pitch taken low, a changeup, 1 and 1. He's got two homers and seven RBI in his last 10 games. That includes an 0 for effort in game one of this series. Tips it back into the chest guard of McCann for strike two. One and two the count. Now a drop third strike swinging. McCann puts the tag on him. Fifth strikeout for Lopez. There's two gone quickly here in the top of the fourth. He struck out the first two he saw. And Nico Goodrum's 0 for 1 as Raylo's trying to turn in a very efficient inning. He's only thrown seven pitches. That's his eighth of this inning. It's a ball high. They got a shift on here with Mendick and Shallow right. Anderson on the other side of second. Almost straight up and Mikado over at short. A low curveball down the middle, 2-0. and Lopez's problem today seems to be his concentration getting broken. He's dead on with the accuracy, and then he makes a mistake. Either it's a ball or a pitch right down the middle that gets crushed. This one's set out to center field. We got a guy there. Robert puts it away midway through the fourth. We're trailing by 1-2-1 to the Tigers. Guaranteed rate field. Sacks in the basement. White Sox 2020 simulated season. Thank you for joining us. It's been fun so far doing this, but I got to tell you, I, I just need these owners and these players to figure something out. I have a hard time trying to wrap my head around the idea of a 50-game season at full pay for just those 50 games for these players, and then we're going to go into the playoffs. It's going to feel like a round-robin tournament. I, I still think if we won the World Series, I would... I'd be happy. I'd buy like one thing to commemorate it. I wouldn't go nuts like at 05. Because it wouldn't feel all the way, right? On the other hand, the Sox would have a chance of winning it. Young team in 50 games. Because that's a ball low to Abreu. I don't think they're a World Series contender in 2020. But in a shortened season of 50 games, they're a World Series contender. Because this one is sent down the first baseline. Three unassisted put out for the first out of the bottom of the fourth. And Norris cruising along right now, and the White Sox not doing anything to really break it up. Here comes Yoan Mankata. Yo-Yo's got 10 home runs at a 332 average. He bats on the right side against the lefty. First pitch down at the knees of strike. He has pinpoint accuracy right now, does Norris. He made that one mistake to McCann. But here's a guy 0-7 on the season with that unacceptable whip for a starter. And Pitching very well early on in this game. Low and inside a slider, backs off Moncada, one and one the count. So, in one way, it might be a positive for the Sox because they're going to get a chance to just throw their young players out there where every game counts. It's exciting. You got to get off to a hot start or you're going to be miserable, but you, you're really in a 50 game season. You can just go nuts. You could, you could play games with your rotation. You don't have to worry as much about certain things. You know, you could... It just, to me, you're just doing a round-robin tournament heading into the postseason. Because that's a strike on the inside corner, 2-2. Two and two. Now Mancata lifts the next pitch in the right field. That's a base hit. The Sox get their first hit since the McCann solo home run. Back in the bottom of the second. 
Edwin Encarnacion coming up. Two to one Tigers with a runner on first with one out in the bottom of the fourth. First pitch set out to right field. It will stay in the park and be caught. Mancata unable to advance. So Edwin does Norris a favor there, but McCann is the one man that probably scares him. 338 and limited appearances, a slugging percentage of 610 and a home run in this game already. With Mancata on first, the pitch on the way. High four, Seamer misses 1-0 the count. He's 3-for-6 now, lifetime against Norris with that home run. The next offering. Ripped out in the right field, a line drive, diving play. No, it goes off his glove. Makata's on his way to third base. McCann with the base knock. It was tailing away towards the line. A line shot out in the right. The diving attempt comes up just short off the end of the glove. It's definitely a base hit as he lays out for it. The ball fell in front of him. Otherwise, Mikata probably scores. First and third now with two outs at the bottom of the fourth inning. And here comes Angle. First pitch low. A slider misses 1-0. He struck out on three pitches his last time up. He's hitting 289. Slugging 512. With an on-base percentage, if I'm looking at it right, of 389. Inside four. Seamer misses 2-0 the count. He's hitting 355 with runners in scoring position. Adam Angle. Having his best start ever. Rips this one deep out to the left center field gap. Tailing back towards the wall. This ball is gone! 406 feet. Adam Angle takes out home run number seven. A three-run bomb with two outs into the second row in left center field. The fireworks go off. The fans on their feet. The music plays. And the trot around the base paths. That's the Norris we expected. Starting to wonder how this guy's doing so well against this offense. Four to two White Sox as Mendick steps in. 0 for 1 with a strikeout. He takes a low fastball. 1 to 0 the count. As we said, Danny well above 450. Over the last week of games that he's been in. And a 1-0 pitch swung on and missed. 1 and 1 the count. Mendick has played short third and second in his last three games for the Sox. Comes in in little spurts and then goes and sits down for a few days. And that seems to be working very well for him. Swings and misses that one, one and two. Two outs, bottom of the fourth. Norris now up to 63 pitches. Next one inside on the hips, just misses Mendick, two and two the count. The 2-2 pitch sent off into the stands down the third base line. Or into the netting. Count is even, here it comes. Lifted down the third base line here, two and two the count remains. Do you think they'll take the netting down if they play without fans in the real Major League Baseball season, if they actually play? Or will we just see a bunch of balls bouncing off of netting? I wonder what they'll do there. 2-2 pitch on the way. Outside changeup, 3-2. and two. I would think for aesthetic value, you could just take down all the netting, right? 3-2 count. The pitch. Swung on and lifted deep out in the left field, tailing back towards the wall. He gets to the track. It is gone. Danny Mendick with his fifth home run just clears the wall over a leaping left fielder. It only gets out of here at 90 miles per hour. And it's one of the weakest hit home run balls we've seen all year. It may be the weakest hit one in terms of exit velocity. 373 feet. That's exactly what the dimensions are out there in that corner. Out in left center. 
And he just clears the wall. And the Sox go back-to-back -back with Engel and Mendick. Moncada gets the one-out base hit. McCann gets the two-out single. Then the two-out three-run home run. And the two-out solo shot. Sox, all of a sudden, lead 5-2. And Luis Robert comes up and takes a strike down the middle. Owen won the count. Two outs still here in the bottom of the fourth. Now Norris up to 70 pitches. Robert with a line drive to left. Coming on quickly to play is made. That was a hard hit ball from a guy who's really been coming on as of late. Sacks pick up four in the bottom of the fourth and now lead five to two here at the rate. Candelario is one for one with a solo home run in the third. He led off the third. He leads off the fifth for the Tigers. As that one bounces back to the backstop. There's a shift on for him with Mendick and Wright and Anderson on the other side of second base. Mancata's at short. You're in the DP three-tech fifth inning as Lopez throws pitch number 59 inside for ball two, two and oh. In the fourth inning, he was on target. Struck out the first two. Putting the pitches right on the corners in the zone as there's a strike on a slider. Now he starts off this inning with two balls. Nowhere near the zone. Now he comes back and gets the strike. Let's see what he does here. Swinging strike outside corner, two and two. McCann sets up on the outside of the plate. They get him to reach for one well outside the zone and strike him out. Six strikeout for Lopez. DP3 Tech will help you impress your boss. I'm going to tell you why. Right now you're sitting at home. Boss isn't even sure if you're doing work. Are you doing laundry? You playing with the kids? Are you sitting in the pool and just hitting the enter key to prove that you're on your keyboard? Maybe you are. I don't blame you. But you can impress the boss when he starts questioning whether or not you're doing a good job for him by telling him about DP3 Tech. All right? Integrate all the systems together. Move them over to a cloud-based service. They are linked up with Microsoft and teamed up with them to provide you with the best way to get people on the screen with one click. Link everybody into meetings. Share stuff on the screen. No more taking a picture of a notebook and, and, or holding it up to the Zoom camera. Just do it all, and do it with your own systems in your workplace. Small and big businesses. The phones have been ringing off the hooks there for the last couple of weeks as they started advertising with Sacks in the basement. We got great reports this week from them, and we're happy to help us. That's a fly out in the right field. Two outs now on the top of the fifth. DP3 Tech details coming up after the Sacks collect the third out of the top of this fifth inning, which hopefully will come from Harold Castro's 0 for 2. Four Seamer catches the outside corner. Questionable, but will take it. Owen won the count. He's got 75 hits for the Tigers. That's the most on the team. But the Sox have held him down pretty much this series early on. Lopez takes the sign in the pitch. An outside changeup misses 1-1. One one. Raylo had a rough inning two innings ago, but if he can be efficient here... The pitch count really starts to fall back into something reasonable. He's 2-1, though, on that pitch, low and inside. The next offering on the way. Swung on and sent foul down the third baseline into the tarp. 2-2 two two to count as even. Pitch number 70 from Lopez on the way. Check swing. Did he go? They're going to say no. 3-2. No appeal down to third. So the count is full. Lopez takes his time, takes the sign and the pitch. Now looped out in the center field. Robert comes on but can't get to it as a base knock. Castro is on. 
with two outs in the top of the fifth inning. And that brings up Cabrera. First pitch lifted into right center field shallow. Coming on his angle, he makes the catch on the run. The inning is over. We're midway through the fifth. We're winning. We've been doing that a lot lately. New challenges bring new technology. DP3Tech has partnered with Microsoft to make things easier on you and your business. Imagine being able to get everybody together in a nice, easy, user experience friendly meeting room and being able to share whatever you want in the room with just one click. You can migrate from old legacy on-premises equipment right now to flexible, secure, work-from-home-friendly cloud services. Bring your group together faster, better, easier. Find out what DP3Tech can do for you. Contact their cloud migrations team today, 312-896-2450, or email info at dp3tech.com. Bo Burrows, 19 games, 33 and a third innings, and a 7.29 ERA. And he's the new pitcher for the Tigers with a 3-2 record. He takes over after only four innings pitched from Norris. Sox got to him last inning in a big way. Tigers couldn't get anybody warmed up quick enough. And now Burrows gets the leadoff hitter Anderson for his third at bat of the game. And he's 0-2, so they decide after the team got to their pitcher, they weren't going to let White Sox batters see him a third time. The 1-0 pitch on the way. High misses 2-0. Sox right now are eating. They beat up one of the best teams in baseball last weekend here. And the Minnesota Twins went on the road and took on the fourth place in the AL Central Royals and swept them. And now they're taking on the worst team in the AL Central. This one's looped out in the left field. Caught on the run. That's the first out of the inning. This team was... Completely off the rails, I would say, about two weeks ago for about a 10-game stretch. And then everything got righted in that three-game sweep in front of the home crowd last weekend against the Twins, an amazing series. And since then, they haven't lost. Larry Garcia is one for two. He moves over to the left side of the plate now against a righty reliever. Takes an outside four. Seamer, one and oh the count. Kyle Funkhauser... We kicked him around a little bit yesterday, and Jordan Zimmerman, we saw him yesterday as well, are both warming up. They must not have a lot in that bullpen. Inside pitch flared out in the center field. Coming on, the play will be made by Mabin. Two gone here in the bottom of the fifth inning, and up comes Jose Abreu. He's 0 for 2 with two ground outs, 2 for 7 in the series with a run batted in. Abreu, not a big hitter average-wise, and home run-wise, he's down the list a little bit. Sitting on 11. Four-seam fastball down the middle, taken for a strike. Owen won the count. He is hitting 368 though, in his last seven games. So whereas the average doesn't seem like it's very good for Jose, he's picking it up here now in the month of June. Swings and misses at that one, though. Owen to the count. Low outside slider, misses one and two the count. Bob in the fifth, two outs. Sox lead 5-2. Outside slider misses 2-2 two two the count. You're listening to Sox in the basement. 2020 simulated season. The 2-2 pitch fouled off down the first baseline into the dugout. Everybody jumped out of the way there. Count remains even. Next pitch on the way. 
high and away, three and two the count. Mankata stands on deck hitting 335. He is also up in the top five in batting average in the American League along with Tim Anderson right now. The full count pitch away and misses in a two-hour walk from Burroughs issued to Abreu. And Yoan, who really was the first guy to get the Norris with the exception of the McCann home run earlier on in the game, who started off that inning, last inning, where the White Sox put up four, comes up to the plate. He's got a single and a run scored. He's one for two. He's slugging 565, playing every day in this four spot in the lineup. He had an 0 for 15 start to the season, batting in the two spot, went down in the order, eventually got up to the two spot, but nobody could take over the four spot. Grandal was struggling there, Jimenez was struggling there, and Carnesian was struggling there. Mancada got the try out there and never looked back. In that first week, he took out about three home runs over a period of six days. The average actually went up. He generally sits between Abreu and Jimenez. Although today, Encarnacion is behind him. He's 2-1 and one in the count. Two outs, Bob, and a fifth. Abreu over on first. Burroughs stands on the mound and shakes his head. Hands on his hips. He didn't like the last call. Umpire now takes his time getting behind the plate. He made him wait for him as they're staring at each other. The 2-1 pitch. High. Ball three, three and one. It's a little bit of a stare down between the relief pitcher for the Tigers and the home plate umpire. Now pitch down the middle, lifted out in the left field. Opposite field, back towards the wall, tailing back. It'll be caught. And he will bounce off the wall after making the catch. Sacks almost get another one out of the ballpark. It stays in. After five, five to two, White Sox over the Tigers. Top of the sixth inning, Jonathan Shoup is 0 for 1. As Reynaldo Lopez has 72 pitches. He gave up two solo home runs, including one off the first pitch of the game. But has settled down overall and is pitching a pretty good game. Inside slider fouled off into McCann. He'll take a moment to catch his breath. 0 and 1 the count. Now he's back, the pitch on the way. Sent down the third baseline over the tarp. 0-2. Next offering. Low and in the dirt, protected by McCann. 1-2 and two the count. Tampa Bay jumping all over the Yankees, just like they did the other night. Yankees had the lead, and Tampa Bay had a 10-run inning. They just had an 8-run inning and lead 10-4. So the Rays taking it to the Yankees in New York. As an outside curveball misses two and two the count. Toronto trailing Texas four to one in the sixth inning. In Toronto. Swing and a miss and a curveball down the middle. The bottom dropped out of it. Pretty pitch brings the seventh strikeout to Lopez. One gone here in the top of the sixth. Cameron Maben will come to the plate, the center fielder for the Tigers. Beautiful day baseball brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park at 33rd and Princeton. They're open now, as well as the Beer Garden at their location in Beverly on Western Avenue. Get over there, get some award-winning burgers, wings, wraps, salads. Get a cold beer. I've done the outdoor patio thing. I've done the, the go into the restaurant with the windows open. They all seem to be doing a great job. I intend to get over there to Cork and Carey. Maybe even today. I might be there today. That's a good possibility. You might see me. 3-0 pitch. 
as Austin Romine stands on deck. He's coming up here. Lopez not finding a strike in the first three pitches to Maven. Remember, you can also order through Grubhub or Cork and Carry at the Park.com as a four-seamer down the middle at 97 miles an hour. Makes it 3-1. That was pitch number 81 for Lopez here with one out in the top of the sixth. So he still has the gas. He does not get the call in the next pitch on the outside corner. It was close. He wanted it, but he walks Maven. So with one out, there's one on. And here comes Romine. He's one for two. He had a seeing eye single between the legs of Lopez earlier and just out of reach of the glove of Anderson in the second inning. And then he struck out looking silly on a wicked pitch from Lopez the last time up. The kick in the pitch looped over the head of Moncada in the left field. It's a base hit. First and second as Jimenez covered it quickly and got it in. So after getting the first out of the inning, Raylo puts two on in this 5-2 ball game. Sox hold the lead and they want to keep it. They're going to go out and talk real quick with their pitcher. Don Cooper out there. He's got Moncada standing there with McCann and Lopez. The rest of the infielders are huddling around second base. One out, top of the sixth inning. Christian Stewart's a lefty. He's 0-2. for two. The Pitch on the way. Outside corner catches it. Curveball. 0-1 the count. Got a strikeout and a flyout. He's 2-for-6 in this series. Lopez checks the runners and delivers. Fouled off down the third baseline, 0-2. Runners on first and second right now. And Raylo at 85 pitches. Gets him swinging on a low outside changeup. After the meeting on the mound, he strikes him out on three pitches. His eighth strikeout of the game. And here comes Nico Goodrum. McCann pumped his fist after that strikeout. Obviously, Lopez brought back what he was missing and followed along with what his catcher and his pitching coach wanted. And now Goodrum fouls off that pitch 0-1 quickly. He's got a strikeout and a line out in this game, hitting 219 with two homers and 16 RBI on the season. The left-handed hitter stands in with runners on first and second and two outs here at the top of the sixth. Lopez goes outside with a slider that misses 1-1 one one the count. He's got a 146 average with runners in scoring position. Lopez checks the lead runner at second and delivers. Just misses on a high fastball. Borderline call does not go his way. 2-1 the count. Warming up in the bullpen, Michael Kopech and Evan Marshall. Next offering low and inside misses 3-1 the count with Candelario, who hit a solo shot earlier, standing on deck. Two outs, top of the sixth inning. 3-1 pitch. Misses low on a four-seamer. Lopez frustrated. Felt like he had that one in there. He wants the ball back quickly. And he stops back behind the mound. The bases are loaded here. The Sox in danger with a three-run lead of either giving up that lead or letting Detroit get closer. Candelario comes up one for two. Sox are going to let Lopez pitch to him. Fans are up cheering on their pitcher. Inside pitch catches the corner. 0-1, and the cheer comes from the fans. This batter's 5-for-26 lifetime against Lopez, but has that home run earlier in the game. The lefty awaits the next pitch. Inside swung on, sent down the first baseline, hooking foul. 0-2, he went down the one knee trying to get that pitch. 
So now Lopez with an 0-2 count has a lot of options. He goes high and tries to get him to go for a four-seamer. He does not one and two the count. The pitch on the way. Inside swung on and missed. The inning is over. Lopez strikes out his ninth. He comes off the mound. High five from McCann as they run towards the dugout. Sox lead 5-2 midway through the sixth. Edwin Encarnacion is 0 for 2 with a fly out and a line out. He's 0 for 6 in this series. Into the kick is Burroughs in the first pitch. Four seamer fouled off, 0 and 1 the count. The next offering on the way, outside misses 1 and 1. Aaron Bummer, Steve Ciszek warming in the bullpen right now. A quality start for Reynaldo Lopez. Two runs given up over six innings. I don't know if his day is done yet, but that Sox bullpen is very well rested. And with a three-run lead, this is when you line it up with your three best relievers out there, plus you have Kopech. 2-1 pitch goes high. It's now 3-1 with McCann on deck. He's got two hits today. One a bomb. He scored twice in this game. The 3-1 pitch. In the zone, a curveball, low and inside. That's a strike. Count is full. Beautiful day. Nice-sized crowd out here. You're listening to the 2020 Simulated Baseball from Sox in the Basement, brought to you by Cork and Carey at the park. A low slider misses. Down the first base goes Edwin. And remember, you can listen to these games as they happen each and every day on SoxInTheBasement.com or anywhere podcasts can be found. So a runner on first, and here comes the man that crushed one two rows away from the concourse out in left field. You could technically say left center. It lands right in front of that post there where the kid's zone is. It almost hit that. If it had gone a little bit further, you might have hit the base of that post. A huge home run from McCann earlier. He swings at that one, an inside changeup. 0-1, it looked like he was trying to get another one. He's 2-for-2 on the game. Caught a good game for Lopez today as well. Outside two-seamer, misses 1-1 the count. Burroughs, who came in last inning, pitches pitch number 27 for him in relief. An outside changeup misses 2-1 the count. McCann was an all-star last year and the starting catcher for this team. Rondal comes to the team. He leads in most offensive categories. As this one's out in the right field, the base hit, and McCann is had to take a back seat. First and second now. McCann is three for three. Rondal was so red hot in May, you barely saw James. He was basically playing once a week. Now as Grandal has come back to just his normal, we have McCann getting a little bit more playing time. He's taking advantage of it. Although Grandal is getting the lion's share of work. Adam Engel comes up. He had a two-run home run. Three-run home run, actually, in this game. A lot of power coming out of the mid-to-bottom part of the order today. That's a slider down the middle, 0-1 the count. Encarnacion over at second is a roadblock. A very slow runner. He's station to station at best. In fact, last week we saw two instances where he could have gone home or advanced to third, and he was the one guy that didn't even want to try it. And the White Sox basically have to play with a very slow runner on the base paths, a very different game when he's the lead runner. 
One and two the count. Him being a professional hitter, though, and looking where he ranks on the team in several categories, there's a reason he's in there most days, almost every day. The one-two pitch sent over to second base, possible double play ball. McCann's out at second, over to first. Angle is just barely out. He almost got there. Browns into the double play. So he's got a strikeout, a three-run bomb, and a double play with no outs and two on. We said it earlier, he's up and down, but overall he's having a very good year. Danny Mendick comes up. He went back-to-back with Angle in the fourth inning. On the weakest hit home run we've seen all season long, but it got out. And a low four-seamer misses at the knees, 1-0 the count. He's got a runner on third, a base hit, should score him. He's hitting 313 with runners in scoring position, playing second base today for Mandrigal. Inside pitch popped up into shallow left field. Shortstop calls him off. The catch is made. Sox get the first two on, can't get anybody across. End of six, we lead 5-2. Aaron Bummer is going to get a seventh inning appearance. We've seen him close several games recently. But Ricky Renteria is saying that his big three at the end, Ciszek, Bummer, and Colome, all capable of any one of those innings. Bummer has seven holds and an ERA in the low ones. He faces Victor Reyes. The switch hitter moves to the right side against the lefty Bummer, the first pitch low for a ball. Sox lead 5-2. Lopez with a quality start. And now the pen trying to finish it off for him. That's a strike down the middle, 1-1 one one the count. The only two guys we've seen save games or close games are really Bummer and Colome. Although, we saw Ciszek get a save earlier in the season, so he has done it. The three of them have been very effective, but Colome's been the worst of the three. He struggled. He has four blown saves so far this season, which is why Bummer got several of them over the last week or so. But Colome got a save recently. And now the count is 3-1 and one with Castro on deck. Aaron Bummer missing the zone early in this relief appearance. Now hits the outside corner on an 89-mile-an-hour cut fastball. Count is full at 3-2. and two. Baltimore in the asterisks tied up in Baltimore 3-3 currently. Now a pitch down the middle is rifled out in the right field. Angle dives and cannot make the play. Knocks it down in front of him. It's going to go as a base hit. I believe Angle kind of misjudged the ball, though. He was running in and stopped and then realized he had to move again and leapt towards it. Either way, there's a runner on first, and the lefty Castro comes up one for three. Cut fastball fouled off, 0-1 the count. So the leadoff man on for the Tigers here as they trail 5-2. Sox on a seven-game win streak that started with a sweep of the first-place Twins last weekend. They entered that series... Six games back, left it two games back. They then won all three games in Kansas City after a day off on Monday and won the first game of this series. Postponed on Saturday. We're playing on Sunday and Monday against the Tigers now instead of Saturday-Sunday. Sox currently sitting two and a half games back from the Twins. The 2-2 pitch. Low and inside. 3-2, 3-2, Bummer struggling here, which is not like him. And if you think back to last weekend, if the Sox don't do what they did, they could have very easily been swept. They lost three out of four the weekend before the Twins. Been nine games back, and this would be an entirely different season. This ball is sent over to third base, Mancato over to second. Mendick to first. Five, four, three, rack them up. There's two gone here in the top of the seventh inning. And what was turning into a threat has now been erased. 
And with two outs, Miguel Cabrera comes up 0 for 3 with a fly out in the fifth inning. Miggy wearing the shades today and has a big guard across his chin on his helmet. The pitch from Bummer swung on and chopped over to third base. Makata charges, throws across his body on the run and gets him plenty of time. We're through the seventh, at least for the pitchers. We go to the bottom of the seventh next here in Chicago. Luis Robert steps to the plate. He has had a difficult start to his season, hitting 220. But before you get excited, let me tell you he was hitting 180 just a few weeks ago. He's on a tear of over 400 in the past 10 days. And he takes that one high and tight, drops to the ground as he almost gets beamed. Want to know the count as he dusts himself off. Two pitchers out there warming up, but Burroughs is back in yet again for the Tigers. Sitting on 35 pitches. Next offering is chopped back towards the pitcher. Burroughs stumbles. Robert almost makes it the first. I don't know how he got him streaking down the line. Luis Robert looks frustrated. He's had a very hard hit ball that did not get down in time. And then he nubs one to the pitcher and it makes him stumble. And still the guy gets the ball off as he falls to the ground and gets him at first base by a hair. Tim Anderson now hits it right back off the back of Burroughs. It bounces back to second base where it's knocked down, but he has an infield hit off the back of Burroughs. Six-game hitting streak now for T.A. And we've got to run around with some speed. Larry Garcia's one for three. There's one out here in the bottom of the seventh inning. Anderson goes on the first pitch. Call the strike on the outside corner. He is safe with a head-first slide. His 21st stolen base on the season. 0-1 now to Garcia. Next pitch fouled off, 0-2. Garcia's hitting 348 with runners in scoring position. As a Swiss Army knife off the bench, he started the season at second base, gave way to Mendick after multiple errors over his first few weeks. This one's fouled off down the third base line. And after having some starts at short when Anderson needed a break, has been regulated to the outfield. The glove has not worked well in the infield. As this one's grounded over to short, Anderson chased back to second. The throw over to first is in time. The 6-3 put out. There's two out here in the bottom of the seventh, and now Jordan Zimmerman's going to come out out of the pen for the Tigers. 3.61 ERA over 62 and a third innings. A 2-4 and four record. Right, he's hitting 257 against him. Left, he's hitting 250. Jose Abreu is a righty. He's 0 for 2 with a walk in the fifth, and he stands in with a runner that has speed on second base. Looking for some more insurance. Slider down the middle, check swing, call the strike. He's hitting 307 with runners in scoring position. This is one of the most potent offenses in the American League. The Angels and the Twins, really the only two that generally are above them in rankings. The Yankees are up there as well. One and one to count now to Abreu. As the righty Zimmerman delivers. Outside four, Seamer misses. Two and one the count. On deck is Moncada. He's had a pretty good day today. They would like to get Jose. Inside pitch, rifled out in the right field, falling fast. It's a base hit. Anderson coming around third. There's going to be a play at the plate. He is safe under the tag. And T.A. scores, and this is a 6-2 ball game. The White Sox tack on an extra run. 
on an opposite field single from Abreu. Anderson comes around the score. A better throw might have gotten him, but it kind of pulled the catcher, Romine, towards the first baseline, and he couldn't really get around quick enough to get Anderson. He would have had to have very long arms to get to him there. Mankata's one for three with a single and a run scored. He's 1-0 in the count now, hitting from the left side. Fouls off of four, Seamer, 1-1 the count. Teams like to shift him sometimes. We've seen that this season. We've seen him beat it a lot. When he's on the left side of the plate, they think he's going to pull it. But he doesn't do it that often. This one's set out deep into center field. Tailing back towards the wall that is off the top of the wall. No, it is gone. It hit a fan's hand and bounced back onto the field. That's a two-run home run. Somebody with stone hands out there just dropped a 414-foot home run back onto the field. Hit their hands so hard it bounced over that gap back over the wall. I got fooled for a second there. That's a two-run bomb from Mankata. The White Sox get three more in this inning so far. Have opened up an 8-2 lead. They have gotten almost all of their runs today against the Tigers with two outs. Encarnacion now hits a single in the left on the first pitch. And Zimmerman's like, why do I have to come out here against this team? I already pitched to them once in this series. Mankata puts out his 11th. He's tied Abreu on the team. The leader is Grandal, who's not even playing with 17. McCann has a home run in this game. He takes a low inside fastball for a strike. Four home runs in this ball game by the White Sox. Solo shot from McCann, a three-run home run from Angle, a solo shot from Danny Mendick, and a two-run blast by Mancata. Slider low, misses, one and one the count. Next pitch outside, two and one the count. Two-one pitch on the way. Swung out and lifted out in the right center field, falling fast. That's a base hit. The Sox continue to hit. They're having fun out there. Nice big lead, and they continue to hit the ball. McCann, four for four on the day, and here comes Ronnie Garcia. 20 games, 13 and two-thirds innings with an ERA of 12.51. This guy has lefties hitting 442 against him and righties hitting 346, so he's meat out there on the mound. He's probably like, why are you sending me in here to the Wolves? The White Sox have allowed Nomar Mazzara to go out to second base and run. He's been basically regulated to a bench player after giving multiple opportunities and several months to hold on to that right field job. Here's the guy who got the right field job, Adam Engel. While Mazzara is under the Mendoza line in about the exact same amount of at-bats, Engel's almost at 300. He's got a three-run home run today. And he's 1-1 one one in the count right now with two on. Bottom of the seventh inning, Sox adding on runs. Not giving up. This one's off the pitcher. He falls on top of the ball, throws it from his knees, and gets angled by a hair. Yoan Mancata hit a two-run home run. The Sox picked up three in this inning. We are through seven. And the White Sox lead it 8-2 to two here on Sox in the basement. Steve Ciszek is going to come into the game. He was already warming up before the Sox started blowing up. He's got a 0.54 ERA and 33 in a third innings and 10 holds. He's basically the best reliever in our bullpen. He gets the pitch with no pressure right now. His Jonathan Shoup will come to the plate. Now he's 0 for 2 with a walk in the third. That said, Kelvin Herrera is warming up out there. And I don't even know if Ciszek goes the entire inning because there's no reason to wear out a pitcher's arm when he's not really needed. 
A low sinker misses 1 0 the count. 24,268 in attendance as the White Sox have a six run lead here in the top of the eighth inning. The next pitch on the way. Swung on and sent over to short. Makata actually cuts off Anderson. And oh man, TA was getting ready to get that on the backhand and throw it over. Makata cuts him off. It goes 5 3 on the putout. Maben is 0 for 2 with a walk, stands in. With one out in the top of the eighth inning, Ciszek with the pitch to McCann is a sinker on the outside corner called a strike, 0 1 the count. White Sox looking to win their eighth game in a row. They are on fire as of late. Sent over to third, another great play by Moncada cutting in front of Anderson running behind him. He scoops that and sends it over. Maybe T.A. can just go sit on second base, like directly on it, because Yo-Yo seems to have the entire side of the infield right now. Austin Romine comes up, two for three with two singles. The catcher stands in the right-handed batter's box with two outs in the top of the eighth inning. Ciszek has only needed four pitches to get there, and a sinker low and inside brings the count to 1-0. The other thing that the White Sox might do is just let their guys that were going to pitch, pitch. We haven't seen some of them in a few days. They might need work. You don't want your relievers also getting complacent. You want to give them some in-game action. Lifted out in the left field. Garcia tails back to the wall. It's gone. A surprising home run given up by Ciszek, who doesn't give up many runs. 379 feet out of here at 99.6 miles per hour, and it almost hit Kelvin Herrera in the head as he was throwing in the bullpen. Here comes Christian Stewart. It's now 8-3 White Sox with two outs in the top of the eighth. A swinging strike on a nasty pitch from Ciszek, who I'm sure is frustrated there. Sometimes your better pitchers, when they have no pressure and they're used to working with pressure, will have a, a lapse. And he threw a fat pitch, obviously, as Romine takes it out. Now an inside sinker misses, 1-1 one one the count. He's staying low to Stewart. He was going high to Romine. In pressure situations, normally Ciszek stays low with that sidearm action. Now he goes inside, low with a slider, fouled off, one and two. Looks in, working quickly, he delivers. Flying out to left field again. This one is not going to get out. He'll be caught before the track by Garcia. Ciszek walks in shaking his head. He's trying to figure out why they were getting so much power out to left off of him. Meanwhile, he gives up one. The White Sox still lead midway through the eighth, eight to three. Danny Mendick steps in. He's got a home run today. Sox lead eight three, bottom of the eighth inning. Garcia remains in for the Tigers. Inside pitch called a strike. It was nowhere near the zone. It was a very good strike zone, I would say, until about an inning ago. Didn't really mention it. Yesterday it was atrocious. Today everything's off a little bit here, starting in the seventh inning, I would say. Next pitch swung on and sent over to second base. Scooped up by Shoup. Over to first. Mendick is out. One gone in the bottom of the eighth inning. Sox have one more here tomorrow against the Tigers. Then they have three against the Indians right here at home. Indians in third place chasing the White Sox recently. That's a big series for them. It's a big series for us too. We lead that series. Season series against them. Two games to one. We have not played them a lot lately. We have a lot of games coming up with them right here in the middle of summer. Luis Roberts 2-0. Now he checks up on a fastball that's clearly inside and it's called a strike. The inside pitch is all of a sudden being granted to Roni Garcia or Ronnie. 
correct. R-O-N-Y. I believe without the extra N, it's Roney. Swung on and missed an outside pitch way out of the zone. Two and two now to Robert. Who's sitting 0 for 3. The next offering on the way misses away. Count is full, 3 and 2. T.A. is on deck, hitting 335. Extended his hit streak to 6 today. The payoff pitch to Robert. Swings and misses at a changeup away. Frustrating day for that young man. Not everything is going to be perfect. He does say something walking back, and there's a little bit of words exchanged. But he wisely turns around and doesn't get tossed from the game. He was mad about that inside pitch, showing that was inside. He's lucky he didn't get tossed. Timmy Anderson is one for four with a single and a run scored. Some of these umpires have itchy trigger fingers when it comes to throwing guys out. I remember when you used to be able to say a little bit. Now I can't say anything. You can't even say anything walking away. I think if you're walking away and talking, you should be able to say whatever you want to. I think if you stand there and you're calm and you're not yelling, you can, you can say something. You're dropping curse words, you're screaming, you're being animated. I get it. Some of these umpires are really sensitive. You need a safe space or something. 2-0 count now to Anderson. The pitch on the way. Inside misses 3-0. Two outs, Bob at the eighth. Sox have done a lot of their damage with two outs, so you never know. Larry Garcia stands on deck. TA's one for four. Has done very well in the leadoff spot. Inside pitch. Take it for a strike. Three and one. You're listening to Sox in the Basement. 2020 simulated season. Brought to you by Cork and Carey at the Park at 33rd and Princeton. Lifted down the first baseline, hooking foul. The count will go full. Remember, you can order online through Grubhub or Cork and Carey at the Park.com or just go there. They're open right now on the corner of 33rd and Princeton. Rifled out the left center field. That'll get down for a base hit. TA is not done in this game with a five-run lead. He's on. And here comes Garcia. Leary batting lefty with two outs here in the bottom of the eighth inning. The pitch on the way. Swung on and rifled out in the right center. It's getting into the gap. It is off the wall. Anderson coming around is going to try for home. He will score on a double from Leary Garcia. The Sox lead 9-3 as they continue to run it up. Like I said, with two outs and nobody on, it was not guaranteed the White Sox wouldn't put up a run here against the Tigers. They've been doing it all day long. Has to be frustrating to be one of their fans today, especially if you made the trip. 9-3, White Sox lead now. And here's Abreu, one for three, with a single in RBI and a run scored. Hitting 271. Three for eight now in this series with two runs batted in. 1-0 the count with Leary Garcia on second base. The pitch on the way. Shot out in the left field. It'll be caught on the run. It was tailing away towards the line. The Tigers are out of the inning, but not before. Little Leary hits a double and plates T.A. from first. Sacks extend the lead once again. We're up 9-3 going into the ninth inning. Alex Colome, or Colome if you're nasty, 21 games, 19 and a third innings, 7 saves, 4 blown, 0-1 record, 2.79 ERA, 24 strikeouts to 10 walks, lefties hitting under 200 against him. He gets a lefty right here in Nico Goodrum, and he's getting some work in a non-save situation. He throws a ball low, 1-0 the count. Before the game, he was described as really fresh, not a lot of appearances in the last couple of weeks. So the Sox deciding the score means nothing. They want to get him some work. That's a strike. One and two the count quickly. White Sox, unless something disastrous happens, will win their eighth game in a row today. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the Twins. 
The next pitch on the way, low and away, two and two. Interestingly enough, the Twins were also postponed yesterday. So they're doing their makeup on Monday. And the count is full. Candelario stands on deck. He's also a lefty. The full count pitch. Swung on and chopped over down the third baseline. Fair ball. Moncada was shifted over a little bit. Could not reach it. There'll be a single. First batter on here in the top of the ninth inning for the Tigers. Candelario is one for three. First pitch swung on and missed a cut fastball. Low and inside. 0-1 the count. The shadows creeping up behind McCann and the umpire have not crossed the plate yet. The 0-1 pitch. Inside cut fastball taken for a strike. 0-2. The next offering. Swung on and missed. He got him on three pitches. So there's one ball now here in the top of the ninth inning. Here's Victor Reyes. He's three for four with a home run on the first pitch of the game. He also has two singles. And he takes a strike down the middle. 0-1 the count. He also almost brought back the home run from Mendick on left field and made a spectacular play just last inning on a ball tailing away from him towards the line. He's throwing the leather and hitting the ball for the Tigers. One and one the count to him. The next offering. Check swing. They're going to say he went on a pitch low in the zone. One and two the count. Good speed on board at first. Sent out in the left center field. It's going to get down into the gap. Reyes has had a heck of a game. That's going to be a double. Runner's going to hold at third. So, in a non-save situation, Palome has given up two hits. He's got runners on second and third with one out here in the ninth. Holding on to a six-run lead. Maybe this is why the Sox wanted to give him some work. Maybe he's rusty. Here's Harold Castro. He's one for four with a single in the fifth. He has hit the ball well in this game today. He's hitting 325. He's got an OPS of 802. McCann puts down the sign. Can't worry about the runners. They're at second and third. You focus on the batter here with a big lead. Pitch low, misses 1-0, and that'll frustrate a pitching coach. You got runs to give up, and you're trying to pinpoint. Put it in play. Let your players make the plays. Lifted down the first baseline, hooking foul. 1-1 to count. Nobody going in the White Sox bullpen as of yet. It's a good enough lead. You've got a very good pitcher out there. Inside pitch, broken bat, popped up. Anderson will make the catch as the bat lays three feet to the left of him. Everybody holds. And there's two going in the top of the ninth as Miggy Cabrera comes up 0 for 4 with the ground out in the seventh. He's a dangerous hitter. He could make this score much more respectable for the Tigers, but he can't come close to tying this game in an inside cut fastball. Goes for a strike, 0 and 1 the count. Two outs here in the top of the ninth inning. The White Sox up 9 to 3. Runners on second and third for the visiting Detroit Tigers. Low, changeup, misses, 1-1 one one to count. The 1-1 one one pitch. Swung on and missed, 1-2. and two. Hands on their feet, 1-2 count. One pitch away, possibly, from the end of this game. Inside almost hit him. 2-2 two two the count on the high inside fastball. Two outs, ninth inning, Sox up by six. Going for their eighth win in a row. The pitch on the way. Just misses low and inside. The count is full. And Colome is just not making this inning easy for himself, even though he was handed a six-run lead when he comes out here to finish this game off. He put two on with only one out. 
Got a broken bat pop out. Now he's 3-2 to Miguel Cabrera. Swung on and grounded over to third base. Makata reaches out and grabs it before it goes to the outfield. He'll throw over the first and the game is over. And the White Sox have won their eighth in a row, 9-3, here on the south side of Chicago. We are on an absolute roll right now. Here on the south side with a second place team, the rebuild ended a long time ago. Now we're learning the win and we're learning quickly. Reynaldo Lopez with a quality start, six innings. He gave up only two runs, both of them on solo home runs. So he has another quality start. This pitching staff continues to pitch well. He had nine strikeouts in the game. The fireworks going off. Colome's like, man, I worked a lot for an inning that's not even a save opportunity. Nine runs on 14 hits for the Sox, three on 10 for the Detroit Tigers. The winning pitcher is Lopez. He's 4-3. and three. Norris takes the loss. He's 0-8 for the Tigers. James McCann, 4-4 four for four with a bomb that almost hit the concourse in left field. And also, the RBI he got off of it. He had another run that he scored as well. Mancada's 2-4 for four with a home run. Two RBIs, two runs scored. And Amango, 1-4 for four with a big three-run home run in a crucial moment of the game. And Tim Anderson goes 2-5. for five. He's up to the six-game hitting streak. He had two runs that were scored. Lopez on the six innings gave up only six hits and three walks, struck out nine with a two earned run. Good for him. We continue to roll along. The finale of this three-game set is tomorrow. And we want to thank our sponsors, Cork and Carry at the Park, 33rd and Princeton. Make sure you get out there, get some good food, have a beer. Start to get back to some semblance of normal. It's going to take a while, but we're going to get there. And we hope baseball gets here soon. But until then, ever since opening day, and until we need to stop, Socks in the Basement bringing you each and every game of the 2020 season using MLB The Show 20 simulated White Sox baseball from the podcast for fans by fans. Found everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Bye-bye, everybody. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always on SocksInTheBasement.com.